Hey everybody, welcome to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We have a great food for thought episode for you coming up, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I am your host, Chef Matt, joined by my co-host, Sean Thornton. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing great today. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's been a it's been a strange week to say the least. Uh, weirdly busy, but weirdly like not busy. I don't know about you on your side of things, but like whenever I have to spend more time in front of a computer than I'm actually like out in the field. It always feels weird to me. And I've been doing a lot of costing this week. And so like, it's a weird week. How's your week going? Um, it's been go, go, go. I mean, there's a lot, a lot going on at work and, and family and, uh, just staying active, staying focused, being busy. Um, I guess I wouldn't say things are any more unusual than they are for me. Uh, so, <laughs> and for those of you um, out there that don't know, like Sean, we were just talking about this uh, before the show. Sean is is pretty much twenty four seven every day kind of guy. He works every day, and uh, to you know, to a little bit of of understanding lines and boundaries and all that stuff. But, um, dude, you you probably work more than anybody I've ever met in my life. Well, Ben is. <laughs> Oh, that's ben true. And Chris. That is true. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. When, when I ask a kitchen manager, like, Hey, what time did you get here? And he says, when I woke up, um, that tells me one mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> he got there at four 30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 It's interesting. Um, Hey, I was going to talk to you about this today. Um, and I kind of briefly said something about it before the show, but I ate at a Smashburger uh, place over, it was yesterday, yesterday. It was called uh, Mid-City uh, Smashburger. Have you heard of this place? Yeah, I have actually. Have you eaten there? How did you enjoy it? I have not. I've just read about it. Um, just kind of, so it's, I know it's like off Stark, so I drive by it a lot. Yeah. And um, right over there by the Taylor Revolution Hall. Yeah, and Taylor loved it. Uh, remember when Taylor worked for us from Fremont? Yes. He yeah, loved yeah. it. And um, I know that one time we did our uh, they did a payout out of there for for an employee thing on a Friday night. Um, but I was working there, but I went home instead of sticking around. Yeah, um, I hear it's great. So what was it like? It was it was um, probably the most authentic version of a smash burger that I've had in a long time, and I say that because. The, I mean, they, it didn't even seem like they were patties. They were full on like hamburger pancakes. They were so thin. And I got, I got what was called the deluxe boy. Everything at the, on the, on the menu ends with boy. So it's like, can I get the deluxe nice. boy? And then deluxe boy just means two patties. Um, all the burgers come with pickles and lettuce. Um, I was a little disappointed that they didn't have caramelized onions on it, but that's okay because the the flavor that and the caramelization they got on the burger was some of the best I've had, um, and it 
was a smash burger. It was like, that's what you would think. It was so thin. It was like kind of coming outside of the bun and curling down. Yeah. It was, it was interesting, but you know, the best part about it was like, you can get you, it, the burgers go from six to $9 and I got a burger mm-hmm. and what's called what I thought what I, what I was ordering was kind of like a tater tot thing. Cause I didn't read the menu properly, but it, I called it, they mm-hmm. call it nugs. And it was actually chicken nuggets. <laughs> see, I'm looking at their menu now and just like, whoa. Yeah. Nugs. Nugs. And I'm like, can I get a deluxe burger with nugs? And he, and it, he, you know, he didn't blink an eye because he sees that all, hears it all the time. But I'm just like, this is, this is kind of cool. It's a little cart. Um, there's one other like taco cart right next to it, but that was it. But they were jamming. It was two people in the cart, which was really cool. One guy taking the orders, you know, doing, uh, uh, assembling the burgers and the other person was cooking, but dude, they have milkshakes, they have fries, they have a combo. You might not make a combo. You're like adding a dollar. It's, it, I feel like it's a little gem. I feel like it is. That's nice. Was it two patties or one? I got two patties on mine. Uh, I got the deluxe. Yeah. Yeah. The deluxe boy. Yep. Now, did you watch them like the timing of smashing it to on the flat grill. Could you see in there? I didn't, I couldn't see in there. Um, yeah. next time I go, I'm going to kind of strategically stand on a spot where I can, because what they do is they take orders at the window and then they have like a side door that's just stays open. Yeah. Um, and that's where they give you your food. First time being there, I kind of just observed more of like, you know, the people, there were a couple picnic tables. It was pretty, it was pretty packed. You know, there was probably like yeah. 10 or 12 people in front of me and I still got out of there in like seven minutes. So oh, wow. they're, they were Making efficient, super nice. Um, and just like, oh, and here's, here's the best part. Here's the real best part. They serve every one of their burgers with um, a lollipop. And it's like the ones you got at the, uh, at the bank when you were a kid. <laughs> so I got a root oh, beer yeah. lollipop yeah. with my burger. And I was like, this is the best little sweet treat like that I could get after having a burger. Cause like, you know, I don't know. It was, it was kind of cool. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I, it looks, looks delicious. And the, the smash burger trend is really taken off. I, I like it a lot. Um, yeah. the crispiness. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good experience when eating a burger at all. I like that. That it's never too much beef either. It seems like it's a four ounce or something like that. Something that's, it, there was a time where everything was like pub grilled Ugh. big patty. The pub burger, the half pound or quarter yeah. pound patty. You're like, what is going yeah. on here? Yes. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want that experience at all anymore. You no, know, I like the handheld, the, the, the size of them, uh, yeah. the simplicity of it all. And I mean, the cook is really what it's about. It's you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it, a weird thing happens to me when I eat a, a burger patty that's like too thick and medium rare in the middle. Like my, the top of my mouth will swell up and I've never understood what that's about. There's something out there that makes it do that. So like going to the smash burger has been like heaven sent because I love burgers. And, uh, this one, there was actually a crunch on the burger, which was really nice. It was well done all around. The pictures suggest that like from people eating it, it looks legit. Yeah. 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 You should check it out. I know you're, you're kind of in that area. So I mean, yeah, super yeah. affordable. I wonder if it was just all ground beef or if they like, I've been seeing like menus where they like put in pork in it, like bacon in the beef. Yeah. Um, other ways of like just increase the fat content. It's a good move. 
you know, because it makes, think about it, if it's all beef and it's going real thin, you're like, oh, you don't have much fat or flavor, but you get the, some of that bacon yeah. or pork in there, you're adding flavor? Like, yeah. dang. Yeah. It's a good move. Yeah. So, Sean, you know what really grinds my freaking gears? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I love that. Uh, I know. It grinds my gears. <laughs> Thank you, Peter Griffin. I definitely by the way. need to be on a uh, a porch right now yeah, in a rocking chair. <laughs> I got a smoking pipe too. I can rock that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> this is something I've been dealing with, and it's something I've always struggled with. And I see it a lot in in our work. I see it some in life. But it's it's when we take and I, we put all of our eggs in one basket, and then that basket explodes and nobody knows what to do. Does that make sense? It's like, it's like having a superstar is great. So you have a restaurant, you have a superstar kitchen manager. Awesome. Until, you know, they either screw up or find another job. And then you're left with this idea that you can just plug somebody in, but it never works. It's a constant um, shit show in, in lack of better terms. Yeah. And it happens in every industry. Um, it's the bent the the process of building a bench to sustain to take on the transition Ooh. is difficult. Um, maybe there's not someone you find who's willing to be patient to get it, or maybe they're maybe they're really good and cocky. And we can't we can't hold on to them long enough before the position opens up. Yeah. Um, but that transition is is very difficult. Uh, we see it in sports all the time i mean you know like obviously the like lebron james factor with the cleveland cavaliers yes um although uh big ups to what's coming up because we're gonna be really good now Um, (laughs) i like it but um i mean even it's even in non like think about like tennis Mm -hmm. like serena williams leaving women's tennis there's great tennis players but the energy of the sport is going to take a huge hit huge hit we're, I mean, one of the what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Who are we going to follow? Exactly. When Tiger Woods left golf, we were like, what's happening? But as we saw... Oh, yeah, and, that's still there. And as well, for me. we did have you know, a little push. Like I think the PGA really pumped up some of the young dudes. Like um, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. But they pumped up some of the young dudes right when he left. But it just didn't pan out. It wasn't the same. And so Sergio Garcia, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or, or the lefty, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's one of those things that like as a society and or a company or maybe even a team or a family or whatever you want to apply it to, it's like, how do you, um, create specificity? I don't say, I think I said that word, right. How do you create somebody who's really good at what they do, but allow other people to be good at what they do as well? Um, and it's a tough, like you said, I I like that term you used. It's a tough bench. Like, how do you create the bench of transition? I don't know. Well, I mean, the foundation of of a good bench is from, from management and training. Ah, Um, I like that. And I think, I think it's like management needs to be willing to train. Management needs to know that I need to make somebody to be better than me Mm -hmm. because that's going to make everything go smoother. It's going to help your name. Yeah. But I think we get caught in the idea that we're just better. Yeah. You know, it's like in our, in, in for us where we work, we hear a lot of like, they're just the fastest and everyone else we bring on just isn't fast enough. Right. You know, where's the time that it takes to get fast? It takes time. You have to, 
open your arms and allow the training and give positive feedback, offer advice, follow through. Um, I think a lot of our problem is actually the, the coaching front of our management isn't, isn't peppy enough. Yeah. It's sort of like, well, this is what they do. And we're going to, this is what they do. They'll never be able to be a supervisor. You know, we just throw it in the basket. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it, it's training and it's management taking the time to train. I think you're um, right. You know, right now. Go ahead. But how do you, you got to create that mentality. That's you and I. Yeah. You know, that's us getting them to believe in that. Well, yeah. And there's a, there's a philosophy that I've always um, lived by. And I live by this in multiple facets of life, like my weightlifting. Um, and I was just talking to my kids about it. Uh, but it's like, it, it started within my career, which is like, I want to train people to take my job. I want to train them to be better than I am. And if they, and if they can do that, then um, I've done my job correctly. Like my kids, I want to not train them, but I want to teach them to be better than me and, and not me and me. They're going to make mistakes, but maybe they're new mistakes or maybe they're mistakes that um, are a little bit different than what I made. Um, but I want to teach them. You know, um, it's the same, same philosophy, like in the restaurant, like I always looked at my assistant managers as I want you to be me because there's going to be a day that I'm playing basketball with a coworker and I rupture an Achilles tendon and I'm going to be out for three months and you're going to have to yeah. step in. <laughs> Not that that yeah. happened or anything, but that's yeah. a full <laughs> true story right there. Um, and that's what happened. You know, I, I felt I set um, my assistant manager up to be able to jump in as the um, interim uh, GM of the restaurant. And she did well. Uh, did she, was she perfect? No. Um, was she me? No, but she had that foundation. And I think um, as, as people like if, and, and it comes back to giving, right? It's like, let's give the knowledge. Let's not hold on to it. I think in a, it, it, there used to be a big ego in the business world of like, ooh, I'm going to hold on to what I got because it's a secret. You see that in recipes. Ooh, that's my secret recipe. Oh, There's yeah. no such thing as a secret recipe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, cooking is cooking. There isn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It really yeah. isn't. I, I don't know. Well, I think like jumping off like the idea, I think I agree. There, there's an element though. I think that there, there has to be like the element of your kids are going to learn. Like my kids are going to learn lessons. I can hopefully uh, show showcase some things that I've learned, but I have to also be willing to learn from them. Oh. And I think that's the part where it's like, I'm training you to be great, but I also have to be adaptable too to grow right. as well. And right. that's going to position you for your next possible position, your next advancement or, or opening up the communication between the two of you. So there's, it's not like you're just my boss, but we're in this together and we're growing and mm -hmm. we're getting better. Mm -hmm. um, I think that helps the environment of training when, when you are the leader. Yeah. Um, show yeah. them that you can learn, show them that you can adapt and that'll teach them to do the same. Well, and I think you, you bring up a really solid thing right there. And that's humility. Like having, being able to walk into a situation, knowing that like, like you're going to have to learn from this person and they're going to have to learn from you. And it's a relationship. Like think about when you first got yeah. married, right? Like, yeah, I don't know about you, but like, I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I didn't know what marriage meant. Marriage meant like, Oh, this is what all my friends are doing. 
Um, it's, it, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a learning curve bringing home a child from, uh, from the hospital. I looked at that nurse and I was like, so we got to go home by ourselves. Like, can I call, can we call you guys? Because they give you so much assistance in the hospital, right? <laughs> yeah, that is a really weird, that's a weird, a weird, a strange car ride of oh, boy. like a lot of like wide eyes looking back at each other. <laughs> Just like also excited for just the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Yeah. White knuckles. And then, uh, <laughs> White knuckles on the yeah. steering wheel. Slow down. Just like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Do we know how to use a car seat? <laughs> <laughs> Most confused I've ever been in my life, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It was. Confused. No, I'm a champ now. Yeah. You need oh, a car yeah. seat? You need anything done? I got gotcha. you. <laughs> eyes, like fully eyes closed. You can do whatever. Put a hand behind the back. And I'm out there and I'm doing it in record time. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Oh it's yeah, going, going, it's going quick. <laughs> I like to like make it seem like how do they do it so quick? I'm like sweating from yeah, it. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just telling my my wife a story. Like when I lived by myself before I met her, I I lived across the street from a Fred Myers, and I prided myself when I went grocery shopping. I would be like, I'm, I'm going to walk and I'm going to walk with all the bags on my arm. And I was that guy just like walking down the yeah. street with all the bags. <laughs> but I think about yeah. it now and I'm like, yeah, that just set me up for like fatherhood. <laughs> like you got to yeah. carry a lot of weight. I love that. I yeah. still kind of like that. We don't, I don't do it as much, but yeah, I living in downtown Portland. It was all about, I would live on 12th and Jackson and I mean, 12th and Columbia and we would go to like, Pearl Dish or Whole Foods and spend a lot of money at that crazy place. And I would just carry tons <laughs> of bags home and just like, just love it. <laughs> you're, you're dead sweating afterwards. You're like, I need a shower. Like, it's just like, no. Oh, man. I did one. Uh, it was Hair of the Dog Brewing. Um, it was All right, three 24 ounce, I mean, three 12 ounce uh, cases. So it's 24 12 ounce beer per case. Okay. I went and I bought like Adam, Cherry Adam, I think, Fred from Wood. Nice. Um, and I had, it was, I didn't drive. I mm. took, I took the bus, I, whatever, and I'm carrying these huge cases <laughs> of beer. <laughs> Getting on buses, people saying stuff to me, wonder what it was. And then like, oh my, like I, there's something happened with the bus and I had to get off at like second and clay. And then I had to walk like 12 blocks carrying these things. And it was, it was hilarious. I was like putting them on like, mail mail stands and like taking breaks but <laughs> yeah i do that when i'm doing a catering. i'll still do that like when i'm doing a catering yeah. they'll be like can i help you and i'm like no, <laughs> no. and i'm like two Back bags off. 12 pizzas like yeah. walking through and and then like at nike they won't let you in and so they're like i'm they're like well how how am i gonna get this up there and i'm like well you could take two trips or whatever <laughs> i don't know i got it here <laughs> so there we yeah. go I like stacking things as high as like I'm tall, so like I like to like stack the shit out of it. Like yeah. use like my chin to hold the final piece, and I got these long arms. I'm like, I'm like, who needs a cart? I don't need a cart. How many steps? I got it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, and so that and that's really like what we're talking about is like we, you know, we grew up in this industry like learning how to do everything, and that's you know that's why yeah. we are in the positions that we are in, but. Like, it's like almost, I don't know if it's a culture thing where the, where maybe the workforce doesn't want to learn how to do everything 
or maybe they do and they're just not getting the right direction. But it feels to me, it feels like maybe they just want to do one thing and do it really well. Because we grew up in almost a time, at least I did, where it was like, the more you could do, you know, the better you were going to be. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, everyone's kind of unique, but I mean, definitely like for you and I and working with you, it's, it is about taking on as many angles as you can and learning from it and getting good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's more like it, we, the age group we're hiring and what their overall goal is. You know, once I got in the restaurant, even though I was like, in college and I was like, I think this is just what I want to do. Right. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. It, so I don't know that this perspective changes. It's, it's not seen as a career often. Right. You know, that's it's a like good the point. stepping stone to something else. Hmm. Um, but I, I mean, anything I did in work would be like, you got to do well to do better later. Right. I don't think there's patience for that anymore. No, I don't think so either. I think the movement is faster than we ever had. I, in the end, I think overall work, we work with people like we've always worked with people. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just like, I have a job. That's it. That's very normal for us. Right. There's new language for it, but I think that just comes at a time where, we have people like thinking about it more and just kind of saying what they think, you know, but overall, I think it's just the age group. I think we're just, it's like, there's a, we're just sort of a transition to something. Yes. Also the movement right now, because the options are, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of restaurant options. Just find a place, not, not the right fit, move on, find another place, see if it fits. I still look at resumes now and be like, what's with all the movement? But as I see more and more resumes every day, I'm like, so all this movement is becoming the new reality. You remember when like, that that's wasn't? what people's resumes look like. Remember that when that was a negative yeah, thing? Man. It was like, you, you, oh, wait, you didn't work here for more than five years? Ooh, what's going on with that guy? Like, I, I was growing right. up to know that that was a bad thing. Yes. And now, like, this is part of, like, training is like, I, I have to adjust. Yeah. Managers that GMs have to adjust. We have to, and then at the same time, we need to put in the same effort because maybe they will, maybe they, maybe they are someone who wants to grow to be within the company that you work for. Yeah. You know, you can't, we can't go into it. That's the difficulty. We go into everybody thinking like, this is, we got it. And then six weeks later, they're putting their two weeks notice in to go get another job at another restaurant. Mm. So something popped That's up. That's challenging. Head. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's challenging beyond belief. And I think you see that more than I do and you feel it more than I do. Uh, but what do you think about this? Um, as a, not necessarily a full blown solution, but as a tactic, simplifying the job to make it so training is more adaptable to this new culture that we're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, you and I have gone down this training hole so many times. We, right. I felt like at times we've had a really good idea that that doesn't get clicked as much as we wanted to from right from some of our coworkers. Yes, yes, I agree. I, I agree. If they're listening, <laughs> which probably not, but like hey. the the pizza, the 
we had this pizza wizard thing. Like, yeah. you get a shirt. You're trained up. Oh. Like, <laughs> yes, you get a different color shirt. Everybody knows that you're better. No, I mean, you know, there's something to that. and But then that, <laughs> that raises the, the flag of like, you know, you were just talking about some, uh, some things, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. But, you know, we deal with, um, I don't want to say deal with. I got I to gotta choose my words wisely here because the, the word discrimination has changed. And I, and I don't say, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but I think it has changed to a different mentality. And I think we need to be adaptable to that new mentality. So would putting a, a shirt on, on, a, you know, a, somebody who, you know, jumped up another level, is that discriminating other people? Is that too, is that too soft? Yeah. Do you think? Oh, I don't know. It's pretty, it's, it, I think it's still okay. It's like getting a gold medal, a silver medal or a bronze. Yeah. The difference is, is it's, we don't have like clear lines, you know, but that was our goal. Right. We had clear lines of like, yes. you are a KM. You have done this for a 10 year. Mm-hmm. You excel at all these techniques. And in the end, it's not, obviously it's not as clear as like start, finish right. one minute. You're faster than the person who went one minute, 10 seconds, but it's something that we'd have to put some perspective on. Um, you know, Starbucks did it with like, you went to coffee school, you learned all about beans, you took the exam, you passed it, you became a coffee master and yeah. you got a black apron. Yep. Exactly. Um, basically that was our same idea in a way. It was it like, was. You come, you work for us, you pass the training, you excel, you maybe we maybe we create courses for them to get out to earn a little bit more money and become a pizza master. Well, um, I, I, I created I think a it's test. Okay. I had a test ready to go for that. Yeah. So I know, and we had the the whole training thing. We had a whole checklist broken down, and it's still in our spreadsheets. But oh, yeah. I think in the end, that is maybe the solution. Yes, like we take these elements that we put out there, and we make training more clear and concise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could help our managers. And it could help our new hires. Yeah, I think it would help. Um, I think the biggest challenge, and this is where that conversation gets uh, a bit of a roadblock in my head, is like in many terms, simplifying means breaking down the quality. But does it have to? No. Um, So how do we simplify without lessening the quality of, you know, 34 years of, you know, business? It, it, it takes a giant, I think, shift in mentality as a company. And I think that's why it's been hesitated so much. Because it, it is. It would throw, I mean, it would be, you think we work a lot now. Like, yeah. I, I think that, uh, I think we would, we would be faced with some challenges, good challenges in the end. But I think the patience might not be there. Yeah, so are you saying, like, if we simplify things, like someone gets hired and they, they are a counter person and that's all they do? Like, we train them to be counter, we focus them in the counter, and we don't work on adapting them to other positions no. because they're front of the house versus back of the house. What I'm saying is simplifying uh, procedures, simplifying menus. Oh, I see Simplifying yeah. ordering processes. You know, making oh, sure yeah. that we have the easiest, most efficient forms of process in place, like ordering, like, you know, what they do when they walk into the second they walk out of the door. Um, 
And that's more what I'm talking so about. So like, is, yeah, go ahead. Prep world would be getting things pre-prepped in, in a way or simplifying the prep somehow, you know, making, mm-hmm. making, instead of, uh, you know, instead of grinding the cheese you need for two days, you grind the cheese you need for four days. You know, it, 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 yeah. it adds a couple, it adds maybe 20 minutes to your prep on one day, but what is it, what is it going to take away for the next four days? Um, and then how yeah. is it going to affect your cost? You know, so there's a lot of, a lot of equations that need to be put in place before you just throw something like that out there. But just like anything in life, if we take things, you know, one step, 1%, whatever you want to call it at a time, you know, down, like you just said, you were working in a career to be better down the road. That's what we need to do is take one step at a time to work better down the road. Because it's only going to set us up for a success, I, I think. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you, I think I get your idea. So simplifying some things. In some ways, I'm thinking like, what if we, like, like the Hobart was more of the useful tool. Yeah. You know, we were, we weren't using a knife as often. Correct. Um, we, we had a better way of like, if we're going to stick a pizzicato in the world we own, like if we could speed up our herbs process. Right. Um, we, I mean, the fresh herbs are essential to us with pizzicato. We don't want to take it away, but can we, can we make it a quicker process instead of using a knife? Is there, is there um, a machine that would do a quicker for us that is an attachment? You know, that kind of stuff might help. Yep. Scissors. Could scissors, scissors. Could scissors work on fresh herbs? I don't believe I'm actually saying it, but like, could that be a more efficient thing? I don't know. But yeah, you, you, remember the quick chop? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, you would like just hit your hand on it and pound on it. I think that would bruise our stuff too much. But I don't know. I never used one. I'm sure the blade goes dull quickly. That's a new another aspect of that kind of a tool, right? Um, so it's utilizing our I know we tools. Yeah, we know that somebody has made some shortcuts on that using a Cuisinart and that for instance that bruises <laughs> the earth. Well not only did it bruise it, but it like it almost extracted some oils and so the next day it was like we had dried herbs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they weren't that fresh, sort of um still alive feeling. They were they were like what you got in the bottle at the grocery store, you know, some some dried oregano. Yeah. And that that um defeated the purpose, although I do appreciate what he was trying to do. Um you know, so that, and that, that, that's, like I said, that's where that roadblock happens is simplifying in order to bring the whole process of the company better. But in, I guess in what we're talking about is, you know, being able to be more of a, a plug and play type place where when we do have this, that's turnover, would help us. Yeah. That would help every restaurant. Oh yeah. Definitely. You know, I mean, Outside, you know, there, there's different what we're doing, what some restaurants are doing, quick service, fire. I think simplifying things is great. Obviously, when you're technique driven, uh, it, it's different. Um, yeah. So, but I'm sure they're thinking of ways to simplify, reduce labor, speed up process. Always. Yeah. And it's, it's a constant equation and it's a constant um, battle because... Uh, we are in these new times and these new, I, I hate saying that. I really do. I don't like saying these new times, um, but it is kind of new. There, there are some new aspects of the industry that are throwing challenges our way. Um, 
And I just think, uh, you know, keep being an open book and being open-minded to how we do things. You know, there's, there, I think there's a good to saying this is how we always did it. And I always, I think there's a big negative to it as well. Yeah, we can't do that. You don't want to do that. I mean, we were just talking about, I think you definitely, the way we always did it isn't good. You have to get better. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I mean, there, there's definitely like, this is better now because we do this. <laughs> you know? Yes. Penicillin. We're better now. <laughs> but it's like, um, uh, that's funny. But even in that, like, it evolves to other things. You learn about what penicillin comes from and it, it, it it's um we got to we gotta continue to adapt there's sound there's sound practices and there's adapting those sound practices to open up for new experiences and, and new people that we hire or um business patterns change yeah. uh customer base changes gotta be adaptable yeah you gotta be adaptable and um you know the whole the whole this whole conversation came from uh a specific instance where we had a superstar leave and then you know and and not to the fault of the people coming in because they were good in their own retrospect. But, uh, the, the fact that, um, it's just not performing as well. It really raised a flag to me of like, well, okay, where did, where did we go wrong as managers in this process? I could, um, you know, okay. So me as a person, you know, my initial, uh, first solution is, okay, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to work 60 hours and I'm going to be that person. Um, and I'm going to help train and I'm going to walk away and that person's going to be set up to success. I don't think that's the answer. Um, and that's not because I'm lazy, but it's because I've seen that backfire on me where I ended up, uh, maybe not training or I ended up doing more than I probably should have. And that come becomes in my bad training practices, but the the idea of yeah. having an ace in a hole is I, I think you gotta be you gotta diversify, you gotta be more flexible and show everybody more. Yeah, you don't wanna do it all. Like that's one of the reasons why you struggles because you're you're the best. You can do it all. It makes you feel fulfilled and you're gonna do it all. And you're gonna show off your skills. Exactly. And people are going to be like, yeah, wow, he's just, they're just so good. Right. They are great. Mm-hmm. How do they do it? Mm-hmm. You know, well, let's teach them. Let's show them the skills. Yeah. Let's and, put them in positions to succeed or fail. Let's just not be the only one who does the task. And I you know, think it, that's where you're on onto something, Sean, is like our training yeah, yeah. And, not, and not just us. Yeah. Let, let's, let's be clear. This is not just a, a pizzicato thing because it, it, it's not, it's just our most relatable experience. I will tell you, um, in the weightlifting world, we see this a lot where you have teams that have like a top, top 10 lifters on the teams. And you look at those lifters and you're like, well, why, why are they so good? And then you start backtracking and you're seeing like, well, they have 10 years of lifting. They have X amount of competitions that they've done. And with weightlifting, it's one of those techniques that if you don't do it um, at least five days a week, you're not going to progress in a pace that you need to, to be able to compete. Um, And -hmm. I can tell you, I've been doing it for four years and I'm still the, uh, what I like to think is like the bottom echelon of lifters 
on my team. Um, that might be my own, you know, insecurities, but I, I'm definitely not lifting what other people are. And I look at that and I'm like, you know, I, I also have a career and a family and I can make excuses all day on why I'm not out there five days a week and competing every month. Um, but it just doesn't fit in my lifestyle and that's not what I want to do. But with the reps, so this is kind of what you were talking about in the beginning. Like pe- we have these 20 year old vets, they have the reps, they can do it in their sleep as parents, as fathers, we can do it in our sleep. We have the reps. How do we simplify yeah. to get yeah. those reps quicker? Yeah. Well, I <laughs> yeah. think we're going to be working. Uh, uh, we need to, uh, we definitely need to get better at that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I think, I, I think, think, Oh, go ahead. Positivity, Ooh. you know, like be welcoming, be open. We yeah. might bring somebody in who's going to be great. We might bring somebody who's going to struggle. Yeah. It's okay. You know, and just be prompt, follow up with people, make people feel comfortable and see what we can get out of them. You know, like we're, you're going to have great stories. You're going to have struggles. Yep. You know, it's, and not every day is going to be the same, you know, but you, and if it's, it's our job, I think to maintain that mentality in our stories. Yeah. You know, like you said something, uh, be okay with the struggle. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Be okay with the struggle. Like that's it. Anyways, go you ahead. Do, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Because it does always get better. Yeah. And you learn from it. You, you really know, do. and I, I mean, I like, it's like, wow, what a day. Long day. Get, get home, you know, clean yourself off, talk a little bit about it. And whatever you do at home, you know, do it. And maybe it, it's okay. You know, it, it's okay. That, that, that is part of work, of life home life, working out, anything you do, it's got, you just got to kind of try to stay mentally strong. Obviously there's times where it's just too much. Yeah. You're in the wrong field. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, but that's part of life. And I, you know, and I think if anybody takes anything from this show specifically, I think it's really what we're talking about is has have patience, believe in the process, you know, work on, on being better every day. And, Stop worrying about yeah. the, the things around you and just do the job and be okay with the struggle. Be okay not being the best because that's yeah. how you become the best is by, you know, having patience, being okay with the struggle, you know, working through problems and giving it time to evolve. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Anyways. Also, uh, the calves are going to be very good this year. We've learned <laughs> that. I want to talk about that some more. I was going to ask you, you know, I, I was going to ask you, um, <laughs> sensitive subject for you. We talk about being patient and being, you know, going through the struggle and shit. How do you do it as a Browns fan? How do oh, you yes. do it? It's, uh, it's, it's weird. It's <laughs> normally, it's normally like you're just kind of not good. And there's a little bit of like pity, like they've never won anything. It's Cleveland. <laughs> what, you know, like it is what it is. But when, when your world gets changed and fandom is weird in yes, general, yes. it's fanatic. And yeah. so your behavior and how you analyze this, gets it's pretty deranged, but and I'm <laughs> hooked. <laughs> uh, but when you're then like 
frown your franchise is looked at as crappy and I, it should be, you know, like I, I'm disappointed. Right. So I, it sucks right now. So it just sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I, I've, I've liked um, not so great teams pretty much all my life. And so I, I understand Niners have, have been so inconsistent in their career of football. Like it, it's, yeah, I understand. Um, you got to lose to learn, man. <laughs> love it. Uh, they should put that on their damn uh, their locker room. Yeah. Got to lose to love it. Hit it every time they walk out. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, it's like, I don't know. You build character with loss. Yeah. You, you know, and you just like keep, 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 get back up, go for it again. Yeah. You know, that's actually a neat thing about mentality in, in athletes is that like, the, it happens and then you got to move on. You, and, and I think we talked, we just talked about that. I think mm-hmm. it's similar. I know you and I talk about, Oh, it'd be so cool to coach people up. Like we were a coach. Right. And right. That's not how people don't hear that in, no. in our industry right now, but it's interesting. I, I, it took me a long time to, to figure that out. Like that people don't respond to that. And once I did, I was like, okay, I got to adapt to this because, you know, yeah. I've always been like a team sport guy and that's how I approached it. And it didn't work for very long, but yeah, yeah. you got to adapt. My family didn't like this idea. No. And I, I don't know if I do either, but it's that if you watch like high, like high school football or, or soccer, like coaches get to yell at you yes. and you just as a parent accept it and move on. It's just the game. Yeah. Like, I think there's like a little like hope that society's going to be okay. That yeah, you can just yell at kids and tell them they're wrong. And this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're, you're toting on a real fine line right here. I listen, I grew up being yelled at. I grew up being screamed at in my, uh, I mean, dude, I got a concussion one game and I didn't know what happened the next two plays. And my coach was in my face, like yelling at me, like, what the F were you doing? You, I called a blitz. Okay, that's really intense. It's intense, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at him like, I have no idea what just happened. What, what, why? <laughs> you know, um, but. I there, think that good, brings good perspective to my my idea. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you, my dad wasn't very happy when he found out that I had a concussion and that all that went down. But um, yeah, you know, there's an there is a good aspect of tough love that you can get. You can get good things from tough love, but it has to be very specific and it has to kind of be led with love, in in a way. You know. Yeah. And like, there's like, like uniform, uniformity, love, yeah, optimism, yeah, you know, and just teaching and learning. Obviously, it's, and I don't like. I mean, they do this in the military. Like, I don't know, is it good to just like yell at people to get them to do what they want? But there's just something about like, it's okay to still do that. Like, yeah. you can get yelled at. It's okay. It is. It's absolutely okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think that's a good uh, good place to uh, call it a, call it a day. This has been a great show. I can't wait to get this posted. Um, and uh, man, thank you. This has been a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, loved I, it. I hope everybody has a good night. Hope you have a good night, Sean. Um, say hi to the family and uh, go go Browns tomorrow. Right. Good. Yes. I'll, I'll root for the Browns uh, against the Steelers any day. 
There you go. I got my friend's Amazon Prime account. Yeah. So I'm good to go. <laughs> Solid. Hey, if you ever Amazon, need to use one, let me know. know. <laughs> I, I logged into it for the first time yesterday because he gave, gave it to me and I looked at it and I, I've, I'm always disappointed. Like I think Amazon's <laughs> it's clunky. It's slow. It's just, they bring your a game. They're rich. Make well, it better. Make it seamless. They're the number one reason for financial loss in people's household. That's my opinion, but Hey, <laughs> there you go. we are not going to go down that road right now. So, all right, buddy, have a great night. Um, have a good one. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, bye.